It is Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. You're tuned into the Big Beat brand, the Big Beat Mafia. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the sit down. I am your host, Dr. Jargo, PhD, and I'm joined alongside our man. Yeah, the men, the man with the beautiful beard. We like to call him the Cleaver, ladies and gentlemen. Colin, Andrew, what is going on, my man? How are things? Things are good. Things are real good. I'm happy to be here with you guys. It's been uh, it's been a weekend, so we got some stuff to talk about. Yeah, it's been a weekend inside of the world of pro wrestling, in case you haven't heard, ladies and gentlemen. But let's bring in the main event. He is the former WCW World Hardcore Champion, ladies and gentlemen. Big Vito Negrasso! Welcome back to your show. What's going on, guys? I hope everybody's good. I hope everybody's good. Now, we have an action-packed card here today. A lot of things happening, a lot of things going on in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, I guess we have to start with the big news. Let's start with the recent releases today. Thunder Rosa asking for her re- release. Maliki Black released from AEW. Guys, your thoughts? Well, the Malachi Black thing, I, I think we all kind of saw it coming. Like, we've been hearing rumors about that for at least a week, week and a half that he had requested his release. My understanding is there is still a no-compete clause attached to the release it's a circumstantial release so he can't go work at wwe so chances are he just what goes back to the uk and works a bunch of independent shows that nobody's ever heard of i mean wouldn't it be poetic colin if malachi black was the guy to beat pack for the all atlantic pacific north american championship and then he can leave the company and go over to rev pro since that's the only place that pack defends the damn thing anyway yeah, that's that's uh, that's true. I mean, I just forgot that uh, progress is technically under WWE's umbrella, so he couldn't go back there because he had a namesake there. Um, I'm not sure about IWC though. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. I'm not sure what their status is with the whole NXT UK, mm-hmm. NXT Europe, and yeah, how I'm, that I'm not 100. I know a few guys came from there, like Wolfgang and stuff like that. But Tommy End made a name there as well. Um, good. But honestly, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, especially with uh, him being a Hunter boy. You know, Hunter brought him into NXT and gave him a great run in NXT, and then we saw how he's been treated on Raw slash SmackDown. Um, and his wife is there. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that makes – it makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I don't know how long this non-compete clause is. Four years. He signed a five-year deal. That was just a year oh, ago. Oh, wow. We're looking at four years. Like, he maybe gets wow. lost off in the land of New Japan, All Japan for the next four years and wrap oh, up his wow. career. I, I, I'm i not sure that we ever see him back. Yeah, because he's – I think he's, like, two years older than me, I think. So, that puts him at, like, 36, 37, something like that. Yeah. So, you know, oh, God, I didn't realize it was that long, but Tony Khan put the screws to these guys when he signed them to these loan deals, but he also signed them to loan no-compete clauses, right? So you're yep. talking about all these overseas guys and all these guys who want out of AEW and a steady paycheck, but with them being in AEW, AEW, the WWE is not taking anybody from that roster. No. And, and like we said, he can't even go to eight, to WWE for like four years. So, I mean, you're probably looking like New Japan, All Japan, maybe pro, pro wrestling Noah, which I always thought that his style <laughs> would fit in well in New Japan pro wrestling. So, I mean, maybe that's a possibility. But if he was unhappy with the gimmick and the way it was being presented in AEW, I mean, th- there's only two places that do gimmicks like that. 
AEW and WWE. And if they're both out of the question, I mean, good luck getting the supernatural thing over in Japan. It's just not going to work. You're not Muda. All right. Next subject, guys. Now, with everything, all the chaos, did anybody watch the scrum like I did? I, know I, I, talk, I, I watched know it I three times. Three times. I know Jargo, I told Jargo that I uh, watched it yesterday. The way CM Punk uh, answered his questions, um, the Colt Cabana thing, I would be annoyed, grown-ass man. You're done with somebody. Why you got to keep talking about somebody's friendship that's not there? And this is 10 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> then I can see, and I said this yesterday, when you give boys a man's job, when you're an EVP, let's just say when you're an executive in a company, you stand at attention. When J.J. Dillon was talent relations, you stood up because J.J. Dillon. You can say what you want about John Laurinaitis and Terry Taylor, but when they came to you, you stood up. Vince McMahon always carried himself as a businessman, so we already knew he was the boss. But when you have these young guys, and this is nothing against them personally, it's just the appearance of what an executive looks like and the respect factor and it's not a friends of friends thing it's a business what everybody forgets right so when AEW got together all the friends got together all the friends got you know executive jobs all the friends got all these high-paying gigs but then how do you translate that into like an Arn Anderson sitting on the side taking orders from a 22 year old who never did squat in a business Colin, go well, ahead. I mean, so with them having that title EVP, I mean, obviously it literally, if you go back the entire stint, the, it's what, been three years now AEW has been around? Mm -hmm. It's been nothing but a party with friends between their EVPs. I mean, look at the Bucks and look at Kenny Omega. They're, they've always been... I'm trying to find the word, but I just, I hate the way it plays out on screen. Like people wanted to give, you know, Triple H a bunch of shit about being in charge of whatever he was at the time, but still actively wrestling. But look at these guys and they're doing it with a schmuck who has no idea what he's doing. It looks like he's going to a high school basketball game. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. You say what you said about Triple H, but Triple H was a vice president of superstars these guys had no yeah. no no um, no TV time. These guys had mm -hmm. nothing on the book. These guys were not WWE superstars. These guys were just breaking into business on American soil on American TV, and they had no oomph. Mister Jago, am I right or wrong on that thing? Well, I mean, I I think everybody's right. Um, at this point, I, number one, before we go any further, shout out to the chat room and Ned and Darren and Ziggy and Noel over there hanging out. Um, I still am very, very torn about how I feel about this because I still think it's work. I really do. And I, I, I know people want to laugh and, and maybe there's some work shoot elements to this thing. I still think what they're doing is turning CM Punk heel and that's clearly worked. And eventually he's going to face off with a baby face, Kenny Omega. I mean, that's very much like right now, that seems like the only money match that AEW has outside of MJF and Punk 
And with the reception MJF got in Chicago, I think that kind of put off CM Punk a little bit. He's already in a pissy mood. Mm -hmm. They know that they're turning him heel. They're turning him heel in Chicago. How do you turn CM Punk heel in Chicago? Is it even possible to turn him heel in Chicago? Oh, well, you can't do it in front of the people. You have to do it in front of the media where everything gets taken out of context. I, Vito, I brought up to you last night, one of the first questions I had about this thing was, why was Colt Cabana's name even brought up? Who's exactly. even bringing up Colt Cabana's name at Nobody. this point? Like, this is a non-issue. Like, people need to let the Colt Cabana thing go. I feel like that question was there to get a rise out of CM Punk, the character, and to make everybody hate CM Punk. How much do you want to see CM Punk get his ass kicked now? It absolutely worked. And for someone who didn't want to talk about Colt Cabana, um, he sure kept bringing it back up throughout the entire interview. Like, he kept circling back around to it. I mean, I get it. He doesn't want to talk about it. But, man, you sure as hell brought it up enough. And the yeah, other but thing if that you're I pissed off weird. about something, I mean, how many times you, you know, Colin, if me and you hadn't had an out, right, and I don't fight with nobody because it's like it's a waste of my time, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like some people on the internet, some people are jerk off, some people are assholes, you know, and I just let it ride, you know what I mean? I don't answer nobody back, I just let it go. But, you know, when you constantly brought up, hey, how about this? Hey, how about that? Hey, how about this? Hey, how about this? I mean, I get that. But it was just, I don't know, the whole the whole thing's really screwed up, like completely screwed up. And again, well, well, answer me this, Colin, because yeah. I, I, I genuinely don't know. What did the Young Bucks say about CM Punk? Dude, what I did have... Kenny Omega say about CM Punk? I haven't seen anything from any of these guys about CM Punk. So what is Punk so pissed off about if this is not just setting up a match with Kenny, whether it be, you know, Four, six months from now. Yeah, there's been nothing like stated on the exact reason why or if anything was said on Matt, Nick, or Kenny's part beforehand or whatever. There's been no reports on it. I haven't seen anything. But again, uh, Punk's one of those characters that he wants it his way when he wants it. And, you know, he's, you know, he's the Burger King of pro wrestling, you know, have it your way or no way. You know what I mean? That's the way I look at him because look at WWE and look at one year ago. Now, how, how are the veterans, the veterans, the on Andersons, the Billy guns, the Mark Henry's, the big show, uh, Jerry Lynn, uh, Dean Malenko, uh, Steven Regal. How are these guys sitting back and watching this and saying these guys are these guys are saying they're VPs of a company when all those guys were with the real VPs of company because when Vince and John Laurinaitis, you already knew this and this and this, and I said it for years, and this is an old wrestling thing. You can't book and wrestle. You either do one or the other, okay? And the scrum escalated into a fight in the back. Now, they had a producer there by the name of Steel, who's uh, CM Punk's friend. A chair was thrown. Somebody had their hair pulled. Somebody was bitten. Um, They said that another VP was there. Uh, It was a a foreign name. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it either, but yeah, there was. Let's say Pacaro, right? Yeah. He took CM Punk's dog out of the dressing room for safety, and he left. But then you had all this child's there. How do you fight as a boss, and how do you throw punches at a, as a boss, and not fire the whole the whole lot of them? Kenny Omega's vanilla. The Young Bucks, they're not going to WWE. Sam Puck already made his bones in wrestling, right? And mm -hmm. during the whole thing, you had Tony Khan looking like a schmuck in a mark. You, know, the, you mentioned something there, Vito, though, that, that is a little interesting to me, right? Okay, so you went down that whole list of names, these veteran guys that are there. You named off at least a half a dozen guys that I would bet on in a fight against CM Punk, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks. Big mm -hmm. Show versus all four of those guys, I would put my money on Big Show. William Regal versus all four of those guys, my money's on William Regal. I'm not even sure that <clears throat> Dean Malenko couldn't still take at least two of those guys. Like, I, I just, I don't buy this. It just, there's too many things about it that just don't add up for me to be a legitimate story. Maybe there's some shoot work elements inside of this thing, but I feel like there, there's so much more afoot here than what we're being told. And we're only being told what we're being told by like, Three people. Mm -hmm. Colin, if you saw... Now, here's the thing too, guys. Colin, we're going to see releases coming. Today was the first one. Maliki Black gone. Thunder Rose asking for release. Possible suspensions, possible firings, possible consequences. They're supposed to announce what they're going to do with the title tonight on AEW. Colin, what do they do? Do they give it back to Moxley? Do they make another tournament? Do they um, leave it on Punk? Well, supposedly he's injured again. So I'm hearing that he has a torn tricep. That that was a result of the match against mm -hmm. Moxley. When he went off the top rope. Supposedly that's when that happened. So honestly, just give it back to Mox at this point because he was he was doing just fine. I know Mox doesn't need the title, but who are you gonna give it to? You know MJF. No. Right now, not like this. Hell no. Well, and, and I guess my, the biggest question is, what is MJF at this point? Because exactly. We really don't know. So we're not there yet, which could set up though. He, you know, he's got his little faction now with um, you know Morrissey there and etc. Ethan Page. It looks like maybe if you put it back on Mox, you can set this up for a transitional, you know, a transition feud for uh, Blackpool Combat Club. All right. You know what I mean? But hold on a second. Yeah. And they even said Pat Buck was involved in this, right, according to the chat. But here's mm -hmm. another thing, guys. All right? Now, look at it this way, okay? If you are looking for a face of the company, are you looking for somebody to represent your company, your brand, somebody who's going to do it in a professional way? Do you want MJF giving the middle finger to little kids all around the world? Because the death to me is not a champion. That's garbage. Well, you're, you're asking the wrong people because, yes, that's exactly yeah, what I'm I mean, I want MJF we, giving the bird to little kids all around the world. But I then mean, you also have, a, you have to yeah. have the hero baby face opposite of MJF to come in and clean the mess up, and they just don't have that person. Guys, you don't – as well, far as being a professional – Oh, Vito, you didn't ask what would make money. You asked what I wanted. I want MJF flipping. I want MJF flipping the bird. You, you guys are parents of little ones, right? Yes. 
Okay. I'm Big Vito. I'm coming down and thing, right? And I go up to your little girl, and I say, fuck you, kid. As a father, what would you do? I'd crack your fucking head up and split it in half. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, but at the same time, it's a, it's a, we know what we're there for. It's entertainment. It's, you know, um, what, what is MJF giving the bird to the crowd now any different than Steve Austin throwing it up back in the day? Steve Austin or, never did it to kids. Or he did it to everybody. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or, you know, all the, the different, you know, we're in a different era of society now. But just think back to all the, the early 90s stuff we saw on TV. You know what Noelle I mean? Noelle says in the chat room, she doesn't think MJF as a baby face will work. Uh, I'm, I'm going to withhold judgment on that until I see it. Because I really think if MJF can take that wit and take those insults and direct them towards the heels rather than towards the audience, I think it actually might work. I don't know about that, guys. But the thing to watch right now is the release wire. See mm -hmm. who's getting suspended. See who will be off. And everybody keeps saying Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is the most vanilla guy on TV. He does nothing. He moved the so needle zero as world champion. He moved the needle zero on his comeback. He's a, not a needle mover. He does nothing, nothing for me. Supposedly tonight there's a meeting going down before Dynamite and uh, Tony Khan's addressing everybody with Chris Jericho, Mox, and Daniel Bryan, supposedly from what I've seen on different, a couple of different reports. Um, you know, if, he, if Tony Khan really does, you know, look at things outside of the, being a fanboy, he might realize I shouldn't have these people in power and, you know, look back at the things that they've done and, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'd strip, like, do you think they would strip them of those trios titles already since they just, yes. uh, do you, do you, I, I think they should. I mean, I think everyone involved just needs to figure it out, but there needs to be re repercussions on each end. You know what I mean? If punk has a legitimate reason for being, this isn't even about freaking uh, Colt Cabana anymore. And sharing a bank account with his mom and shit like this is yeah that you know, was pretty scary. that's that that was yeah that was harsh that was a uh, you know they should give the trios titles to Colt Cabana Colt's mom and their shared bank account that's that's who should be your new trios champion all right now let's look at the two bosses who have been under fire right now okay you have the WWE <clears throat> with the former executive boss in charge Mr Vincent Kennedy McMahon and you have the uh, AEW president and head of head of creative, Tony Khan. Guys, when you look at the both of them and the recent happenings in the news, what are your views on them and how do you perceive them as owners on their present actions? Jargo. Well, I mean, Vince kind of being on the outs right now, I, I, I've always claimed Vince McMahon might be the smartest businessman that we've ever seen. Like Vince McMahon literally sold Raw and SmackDown in their terrible shape to USA Network, NBC Universal, and Fox for billions of dollars. So clearly he was doing something right there. It was just the wrestling product I didn't think was very good. In AEW, you have a very good wrestling product but the storytelling is crap. The company structure is crap and everything. Like 
and and this is the we, people should have seen this coming because people talk about how much money the Khan family has and how great the Khan family is. Tell me what they've ever won. The Jacksonville Jaguars are a mess. Fulham is a mess. AEW is a mess, and it looks like you're running AEW just like the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, you're not you're not saying any, anything wrong there, man. Um, I look at Tony Khan, and again, um, I see a kid getting crawling out of bed going to high school every time I look at him because he dresses like a jackass, like you know, and he acts like one too. He really does. Vince McMahon always carried himself with you know a, a presence and uh, I want to say a grace. I guess you know he was always Rapato. dressed. He was, you know, he was always dressed in the nines, like my man Jargo here. Like, you know, it's 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 vanilla and chocolate. You know, completely different. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Vince McMahon, yes, on his personal note, stuff might not be the coolest dude, but business wise, ain't nobody been better. All right, now when I put those. Uh gifts up as a night at the Roxbury with Tony Khan. I know all of you have seen it, right? That is exactly who he reminds me of. To the, to, to the T, right? And I just have to tell you guys, when was the last time you saw a talent do this, hush, to Vince McMahon in a press conference? Not well, when was the last time you saw Vince McMahon do a press conference in that kind of setting? Because I never remember Vince McMahon doing mm -hmm. it in that kind of a setting. And for very good reason, mind you. So you don't have a train wreck like they had Sunday night in AEW. There's a reason Vince didn't bring the wrestlers out to just talk to the Mark media and just sit there and nod his head. Like, there's reasons he did that. Now, there's, I'm going to go into Treasure Chest. The only time you've seen Vince in a press conference like that was when he was an announcer with the WWF. Right. Well, yeah. So, like, but that was the character Vince yeah. McMahon too. It was. It wasn't the Owner. boss, Vince exactly. McMahon. He was there to take questions, to be ridiculed, to go at. He wasn't the boss. He was there as an announcer. Tony Khan is the boss, and he's been making a jackass in front of millions of people. They're all looking at this guy, and they're all laughing right I mean, now. Could you imagine what Steve Austin would have done at a press conference like that? With like Steve comes in with his beers and the tits down the championship belt, and Vince is sitting there next to him, and he's taking questions from Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. Right. Could you imagine what Stone Cold Steve Austin would have said? Oh my Eat, God! Eating hot wings instead of baked goods, like right. I don't know what it was with the baked goods eating that at the press conference, and I I think they were. Uh, they were uh, energy waters that he was drinking, if I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken. Yeah. I mean, all that baked goods was was a cheap plug for someplace he liked. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, okay. support, support local business, but still. Like. All right. Support your local bakery. So we shall see tonight what happens and what the conclusion is of this and how this plans out. Mm -hmm. But let's flip over to the WWE. Seems that the dust has settled a little bit with Vince McMahon being in turmoil and things have calmed down. With Triple H laying the groundwork for a new creative, a new, a new environment in the WWE, guys, what is your take on the new environment in the WWE, and how do you think it'll pan out? I mean, the way it's changed so far, 
I'm digging it. He's bringing people back. I mean, some people I'm still trying to figure out why or where they're going to go, but we just have the unification between NXT and NXT UK. So I'm excited to see where Hunter's Hand in the Pond goes there as well, because uh, obviously he's not been a fan. Uh, overall, I'm just excited. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's, it's nice to be excited about wrestling. So I'm tired of a staler product and I'm, I'm just, I want to see what happens between now and the new year. Jargo. The wrestling has been good. Um, I still see a lot of the things that WWE does that I don't like that WWE does like that opening segment with edge and Dominic Mysterio. I like, that felt so incredibly WWE and self-manufactured. Um, but they're doing a lot of things very, very well. They're letting the wrestlers go out and wrestle. I'm always a big fan of that. Um, mm-hmm. I thought Clash of the Castle was actually pretty good. The only thing that I really need from WWE right now is stop with the shit finishes, right? Like Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns was really, really good. And then we had the third Uso show up. And it's just, it's a shit finish to a really good match. And there's been an awful lot of shit finishes. Mm-hmm. If we can get rid of the shit finishes, then sign me up. So does Paul Hammond make a leap into the finish guy in WWE? Or does he stay just as the mouthpiece for the Tribal King? I mean, you can't really go wrong. Go ahead. Well, I'm not sure because, I mean, you say of him as the finish guy, and I think of, you know, somebody like a Pat Patterson that comes in, you do the bada boom, he does the thing, banana, and then, you know, so-and-so gets the one, two, three. Like, I've never thought of Paul Heyman like that being necessarily his expertise. Like, Paul is more the long-term storytelling, you know, virtuous, like head of creative kind of guy. I've never really thought of him as a finish guy. But you remember, when you create a story, there's always have to be an ending in how you well, Yeah, but when I think of the finished guy, I think of the guy coming up with the finish to the match. You know, like, I, I think of that I, I Pat you. Patterson kind of role. Yeah. So you want, to, you want to know who was a good finished guy? I know not too many people are a fan of him. But John Laurinaitis was a very good uh, finished guy because he did all Japan. When he came to uh, uh, WCW, when he was in the WWE, he was a very good finished guy for a mind like his – Right, if you had to take his mind, put it in another body, and put it in a different person, hey, we'd have a perfect, perfect world. But power and politics and bullshit ruin the business. I think that Hunter really would like Shawn Michaels to be his finish guy. I just don't think Shawn is at that place like I, i've seen some of the Shawn michaels finishes and i'm just not necessarily a fan i think if there was any like one guy on the roster that i would think of as the finish guy it would probably be dolph ziggler at this point all right colin who do you think should be the finish guy come on oh god i mean yeah you had valid points with with uh paul Heyman, but again with anything with paul Heyman running you know or being in charge of creative it's always going to be something interesting and 90 percent of the time good um noel brings up fit finley fit finley is a great great mind to the company that is an excellent choice there um they have johnny saint under contract don't they 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 do they do from nxt uk and obviously if we know that william regal was still under contract he would probably be in that role because he is 
he's Lord Steven Regal for a reason. You know what I mean? Who would who would have knew how this was going to turn out because everybody ran to a contract with AEW mm -hmm. and now they're all stuck. Right. I really wonder how long Tony screwed uh, William Regal for. Big time, uh, bro. Big time. Like, well, can they buy but, themselves out though? Like, could they like pay? You know what I'm saying? Could they pay back all the money he paid you? Technically, could like I know I know Darby Allen did that so he could sign with AEW. He took out like a twelve thousand dollar loan or some shit and paid off his contract with a smaller promotion just to get out of it to do it. So I, I don't well, know if, I, that's, I if think, that's in the clause, but I think that's a lot more common for the smaller indie promotions for somebody who's trying to get to national TV rather than somebody who's already on national TV. Um, so, so I, I don't know if that's a possibility, but I don't think that you're going to scrape Regal over the coals. Like I can see Regal being a guy coming in and being like, I will sign a one-year contract and it, it's either I'm signing a one-year contract or these negotiations are over. Yeah. One or none. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. He is. Uh, all right. Yeah. So guys, that's all we have for today. I know everybody's going to be glued to their TVs. Remember to subscribe to the Big Beetle brand, the Big B Mafia. Jago, go ahead and end the show on a positive note. Keep up with me across social media platforms at not Jargo Cleaver. What's your social media handle? At no DQ, Colin Andrew on Twitter. And of course, at the big Vito brand, we will be back. Vito, what's the next show you're doing? Is it Getting Color with Virtue? Getting Color with Virtue on Monday. So everybody on stay Monday. tuned. Check us out on Twitter. Watch for the updates. I know everybody's been enjoying the stuff on TikTok. Join us, guys. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We appreciate everybody. We are at the 30-minute mark. Things have got to shake and bake around here. And peace out from the Big Vito brand. Later. Catch the Big Vito brand on Twitch every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern.